This is Books, Beats, and Beyond, where we will bring you provocative music and engaging interviews from music artists, authors, historians, and others barely acknowledged by the mainstream media. I'll be your host, Taj. Today I'm talking with A1. He is an MC representing Newport News, Virginia via Brooklyn, New York. We'll be talking about his album produced by Phonics titled The Actual Proof. A1, welcome to Book Speaks and Beyond. Peace, peace. Appreciate y'all, man. Hey, we appreciate you. Hey, so first, as an MC, you got to break down the significance of your name. A1, what's that all about? Um, Actually... A1 is just my initials and then the word on. So my name is Antoine Wiggins. And my cousin was like, yo, let's just use your initials and add on now. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm on. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, or I won, like A1. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I attribute the name, my cousin Jay Swift, because we was having trouble finding the name that stuck. And that just worked because it is me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, dope, dope, man. So what specifically influenced you to become an MC? Um, There's a lot that influenced me, actually, but I would first say that it was just the environment that I grew up in, um, an area in Brooklyn, Fort Greene. Fort Greene, yeah. You know, yeah, the timing. I was born in the 80s, mm. 1980 to be exact. So that timing, along with the location, and my family, you know, having younger parents and everything, just really, um, it was like the perfect mix of of, of a formula to create me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that I would have gravitated towards hip-hop the way that I did without all of those things culminating at once, you know what I mean? Yeah, so what is your, 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 your earliest memory about hip-hop, especially growing up in Fort Greene in the 80s? Because Fort Greene in the 80s isn't Fort Greene now, you know what I mean? <laughs> word, word. So my first early, I guess my earliest memories was like um, Grandmaster Flash mm. Series 5, like seeing the message. Wow. I remember seeing the, the video of the message and, you know, Melly Mel, broken glass. Right. Like I just remember, <laughs> I remember that vaguely. I remember vaguely like bopping to the Curtis Blow, um, you know, graffiti. 
graffiti was another big thing um, that really drew me in. Drew me in, excuse me. That was my first love, actually, with oh, the really? art. Okay. And on um, b yeah, yeah, b boy and the breaking. You know what I'm saying? Seeing all of that, going to the jams, being on my father's shoulders, just being in the park, the right? Man. Of, you, right, right, right. Just the energy of the movement, you know, coming coming of age. Like right. by the time I really was outside and really absorbing it. Hip hop was already around ten years old. You know yeah, what I'm saying, right? So yeah, so it, it was a lot to it. You know what I mean? I wish those days would kind of come back in a sense. Uh, at least like the breaking and the graffiti, because you know that 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 essence of it was just beautiful outside in the park. You know, it was just brought a lot of like togetherness. Absolutely, absolutely. But you know that energy was was the initial spark, but um. What really brought it brought it home for me was a uh, video music box. Oh box yeah, gangs. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that really brought it home for me. And then seeing videos of cats that was from the neighborhood, you know what I'm saying, oh, or right. people that I seen in the mall, you know, like it, it, it made hip hop very tangible for right, me. Right. Like I could really put my hands on it, and that's what made me want to become. And then see. Man, that's dope. Who who wouldn't with all that around them, you know? <laughs> right, right, exactly. So, exactly. um, you you and Phonics, the producer of this album, you know, you guys have done many projects together over the years. How how did you guys come to work together and what brought you together for this album? Um, well, I came to work with Phonics in twenty thirteen, uh, via email. He had hit me up told me he was an up-and-coming producer. He was listening to my first album, and he thought he'll hit me up to see if I wanted to work. Um, you know, at that point in time, man, it was real crazy for me because I was feeling like, you know, I'm not going to make music. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was really sure in that way. Like, I ain't want to make music anymore. You didn't um, want to make music anymore, you said? Right, right. At the point in time, Why was that? I was like, well, I was getting older, yeah. and, um, you know, I really, really wasn't feeling the vibe on, on the cats that I was working with at the time. You know, everybody had matured so much. You know, life, you know what I'm saying? And everybody wasn't having that same energy and same grind. Right. Um, and typically, I met a lot of cats online, everybody with beats and everything. So at first, I was like, this is just another email. I don't know where it's going to go. Right. But I actually had time on my hands that day. And I listened to um, the link that he sent me, which was to his band camp. Mm. And um, it was unique because he didn't send beats. He sent me a link of a classic that he was remixing. Wow. Oh. a classic hip-hop joint. Yeah. And I was like, yo, it just caught me off guard. I was just so, uh, you know... I guess you could say I was, I was so caught off guard by hearing somebody so young because I realized that he had to be younger than me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And um, how did somebody recreate classics from the era that I loved the most? Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and um, that's what really got me. And I immediately hit him back and said that, yo, we need to speak, um, you know, over the phone. And after that, you know, we did the album, my first album, Return to the Golden Era, mm -hmm. in two weeks. Wow. You know, it was yeah. done, two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, what a lot of people don't know is that 
In fact, some of the beats off that album were on some of those remixes. So uh, I just told him, like, yo, send me, send me these joints. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's, that's kind of where, where all of that came from. You know, so I, I mean, it was, it was just, it was a lovely situation, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that it worked out. That's dope, Five though. Five years later, here we are. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, that's dope yeah, that, he, that he sent it that way. Because usually p- producers just send the beats and you just hear the beat. But actually have someone rhyming on the beat that they send you, it kind of gets your ear better. You can see how, you know, how this can work, how this beat can work, how, how, how someone can flow on it. It kind of really grabs your attention. Yeah. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And who better than, um, you know, hear um, um, the track from a guy than, like, great like great MCs. I mean, it just it just was a different approach and he got me with his approach. Right. And I'm glad that I was part of it. And I'm glad I even read the emails. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So let's talk about the album, The Actual Proof. Explain the title. What's okay. the title all about? Um, the actual proof is really we describe ourselves as in a sense the actual proof that independence today in hip hop can actually work and be fruitful. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like like, you know, for a minute, you know, in the game, cats thought that it was over or that the lane that is less traveled, um, is not a viable option. Right. But things changed over the past few years and um, you know, uh, uh more nostalgic, um and purist sound is coming back to the forefront. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Especially within the realm of hip-hop. So we feel like with the successes of more lyrical MCs being at the forefront, um, you know, we, we viewed ourselves as the actual proof. You know what I mean? Especially mm-hmm. in independent in the most underground forms of hip-hop. We, we've done pretty well for ourselves, so it's kind of like a blueprint to quitting your job and, yeah. you know what I'm saying, putting putting your whole foot in the pot, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like just jumping in, jumping in, head first, feet first, however you're going to do it, right. in your passion, because it can't happen, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I just was wanted to take people through that journey, you know, because I waited so long to give it my all. I wanted to let people know that, yo, it's possible at any time you get out there and put your best work out, and people absorb it. You so, know? so what do you? So, um, why do you? Why do you think it's easy to go independent now versus versus oh, uh, a few years um, ago? Obviously, yeah, for obvious reasons. Um, the internet yeah. uh, is, is is one. Social media is another thing yeah. that wasn't really um, as viable or as available to everyone as it is right now. Um, download speeds, everything is just faster, yeah. we're more connected and the internet is more the roads are now connected and meeting where at first I, I, you know the internet a time out it wouldn't be right. um, yeah. the experience the experience that it is today so with the technology um, the technology has in fact bred a uh, I guess you could say uh, a new wave of, or a new generation of artists you know, at yeah. the forefront of of hip hop. You right. know what I'm saying? And you, um, it's a blessing. It's yeah. a blessing. Do you think there's any advantage to being on a label, uh, uh, um, uh, a major label, or what do you think about that? Yes, yes. The, the advantage, 
the advantage of having a major, a major label and backing like that is always going to be you have their resources. Yeah. So you're going to have you're going to have their resources, their team of experts and people that they hire to make sure that their product is seen by as many eyes and and heard by as many ears as possible. So, yeah, with a label, you know, I'm not going to say it's less work because I think that label artists, you know, are going to work just as hard as any artist. You know, it's just in different different ways. Right. But with with those resources comes you giving up some of the things that I find most valuable, which is the rights to the art that I create. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, so it's, 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 it's a catch-22. You can either, I look at it in terms of how we look at it in the street, you can either take this work, yeah. get this consignment, and owe somebody, right. or you could go out there, have your own package, and don't owe nobody nothing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Biggie, Absolutely. You know what I mean? Biggie said it, Biggie said it but excuse me, um, you know, that credit debt it. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? yeah. <laughs> right, right. No, that's true. Because if you watch yeah, every yeah, movie yeah. when it comes to, like, artists, the major thing that hits them later on is that they don't own none of their none of their um music, and that's the worst, right? I mean, they blow right, up. Right, Everybody right. thinks they're big and famous and they got all this money, but really behind the scenes, they don't got nothing, you know? And that's just exactly. that's the worst. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, a lot of young brothers, I'm glad that hip hop is feeding so many people. Right. So many young people young black people. I love that. You right. know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So a lot a lot of young brothers are getting out of the projects mm-hmm. or you know, getting their first cars and right. actually living for the first time. The younger mm-hmm. brothers in the game, the sisters in the game. But for me, I've already had that all of that for a very long time in my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I've had a great quality of life, so I'm not as in a dire need to 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 get a bag. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. And 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 exploit. You know my art. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So so being blessed and, and you know having a career, jobs and just being able to get money. You know is um has always been a benefit to me not having to sell myself short yeah. at all yeah. you know what i mean yeah let's yeah. talk about that you got you got a song on the album called brutal and beautiful In the prison industrial complex Ingersoll houses for green projects My grandfather was the connect Uncle the muscle My father's ambition was committed to the hustle The everyday struggle is a catch-22 Contribute to the genocide or you could die too Survival of a few To never say what you won't do If that bitch poverty come for you Many lessons I learned, my respect was all earned Blocks I burned without a lot of concern But when the court is adjourned and the gavel holds your fate You realize brutal and beautiful share the same face We share the same place, a good four square blocks And a box of cracking cops trying not to get shot Maybe make it out the pot before the lid is on top I'd rather rot than to not buy my freedom, chase the guap
beautiful and it's beautiful. That's when I feel the irony of it, right? <laughs> okay. Be capable of doing any of this other than how you knew it. And anything other than my pursuance of a crown, be it now or a day from. Tag forever on new it and pass it to my same one, my new me. Cause truthfully, all this is inspired by inheritance. Get it so my son could coincide with how I left him it. Cause most of who you see up don't ever think to leave much. Train of thought, same way it was with who preceded us. Someone signaling me up, no, I made believers out of all who saw it differently. All the shit they sent to me became a never mind, and it inspired them to mimic me. But fuck if they define what I did for me. I did for me what I did for you. Took it to me more, I treated it like nothing else matters as long as the beat on. Cause all of this could have turned into a different aim. It could have turned into my young and missing. In this place, but never that. Nah, Just when you say nah, never. Hey, if you're enjoying Book Speeds Beyond, do us a big favor. Go inside any of our show notes of any of our episodes, and you'll see an icon that will take you to iTunes, where you can subscribe, rate, and leave a review. First, I want to ask you, what's the message behind this song? Um, that, that, that song is about the way that people view uh, young black men, mm. man, child, and the promised man. Yeah. You know, so... His mother thinks he's beautiful. Father thinks he's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But society, with this implicit bias, yeah. they think he's brutal. Right. And we get labeled in that way. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, so for me, when I say, you know, I was spawned in the prison industrial um, complex, mm-hmm. Ingersoll Houses for Green Projects, mm-hmm. I'm saying that my neighborhood was my introduction into the prison industrial complex, yeah. like being born into a situation with bars around right. that's heavily surveilled. You know what I'm saying? So it was a it was a message to say that you know the stigma and the and the things that I faced in life are put there through the barriers the society placed around me and this bias that's already there. Right. So I just wanted to you know inform people of that more or less in an indirect way. With, with with that, you know, oxymoron right there, mm-hmm. but just give it to them in a way that they they may question how they think about, you know, somebody that they may see. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because at the same time, you know, that, that people say we brutal, you know, somebody is saying that they kill is beautiful. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. a dope line myself because I'm like, yeah, it's like you're born into just this place that does that's just out to get you at every angle right they they don't they they see you as something that is that that's not human or not worth it but there's so many once you get that know that person or people that know that person they realize how beautiful that person is you realize how beautiful that culture is so i thought that was pretty dope and and you had a you had a dope line in there you were um you said the everyday struggle is a catch 22 
contribute to the genocide and you can die too. Survival of a few. Soon never say what you won't do if that bitch poverty come for you. Talk about that, man. Okay. So, you know, my background is similar to a lot of people's background, a lot of young black males um, mm-hmm. that's coming up out of my situation. Um, and that situation was I came from a family who was going to get out of yeah. that situation by any means necessary. Right. You know, it was like, you know, the men in my life didn't feel like they was going to lay down. Mm-hmm. Very anti-establishment from the start. Mm-hmm. That came with things that, you know, are not savory. Right. You know, that came with selling dope. Who you selling dope to? Right. You selling dope to your neighbors. You know, you are part of the process of killing your community. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and as a, as a man now, I'm able to reflect on that. It's not a proud moment, but it's it's like, what are you left? What are you left with when right. when the need is so dire? Absolutely. You know, what are you left with in the moment of despair? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You compare crack epidemic and Reaganomics and the Reagan era to opioid crisis. You compare that <laughs> and look at the differences. Right. Yet no similarities. You right. see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So I grew up. I grew up in that. I grew up in seeing, you know. First Lady Nancy Reagan clean up her husband's mistakes by creating the initiative of Say No to Drugs. Oh, I was yeah. I was there. The I Dare lived program. through that. I know. See what I'm <laughs> yeah, I lived through that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I lived through that. And you know, uh, for, and, and the sad part about it is is that that program and her initiative was effective of keeping my generation and the generation that preceded me off drugs. Yeah. And you look at you look at you look another step down, they eliminate that program, it's not as available, and now you have a generation of kids that are more experimental and more apt to use drugs. Yeah. So, you know you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. yeah, it's about it's about contributing that line is about contributing to the problem, you know, and not really finding a solution. You just contributing to the problem as an easy fix just mm-hmm. to save yourself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and I want people to understand that, you know, people that's in the streets hustling, they are aware that it's wrong. But yeah, it's absolutely. like yeah. if if I don't grind, what what am I do? Go hungry? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Every angle every angle yeah. they're trying to keep 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 you down and it seems like the only opportunity is that. What do you, what are you what are you gonna do? I mean babies babies growing absolutely. up, your 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 belly's hungry, I mean Sometimes I wish some people would get thrown in the frying pan and they'll see how that perspective changes, how their perspectives change. You know what I mean? You never know. Right, 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 exactly. Because one thing that people say is, well, you can work. All right, yeah, you can work. But at that time, people also forget about the black coalition of construction workers who used to have to go to job sites Mm -hmm. in mobs Mm -hmm. just to get a job favor to them because the mob ran contracts in New York City. Yeah, the mob. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, people people forget about New York City being forgotten about by the whole government. New Mm -hmm. York City was bankrupt. It was crumbling during the late 70s and early 80s. They forget about the abandoned buildings. They think about Times Square and not... 40 deuce. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, so, so that's, that's the era that I came out, out of and I grew up in. And mm-hmm. it was a beautiful time, although 
it was times the despair within the community. Right. So how do you feel about, have you visited Fort Greene? You probably visit Fort Greene like recently, currently, or, or, or a few years. The change, what, what, <laughs> the change must be completely dramatic, right? Um, yeah, I, I never stopped coming to New York City, so I watched the whole thing. Yeah. You know, I saw, um, I saw the Giuliani clean up what they was doing with stop, stop and frisk with yeah. Giuliani and Pataki. Yeah. That tandem, you know, sending people to Rikers right. for a nickel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just to put them through the system. Mm-hmm. I know, I, I saw that whole thing before we left New York. Um, there was the the Metro Tech initiative. Mm. Um, my aunt, you know, told me like, you know, when I was a young kid, like, yo, they're gonna t- take all of this away. This is the plan for the city. This property is gonna be basically taken back at mm. some point. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, my grandfather was like, well, we out. It's getting too crazy out here yeah. anyway. So we came to Virginia, and slowly, as I'm going back and forth to New York. I saw the gentrification process yeah. um, unfolding. I started seeing, oh, wow, when they build that? Right. When they build that? Right. You know, oh, snap, they got a target? I started seeing <laughs> the corporations come in. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> right, I'm right. like, Home Depot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. like I'm like, yo, because coming from Virginia, I'm used to seeing big corporations, right. but you think of New York no City as independence. Right. Right. And as New York City became a big mall, I was like, oh, it's real. It's you real. know? Yeah. TRL was it. TRL <laughs> was it. When they when they was down in when they went to down um in, in Times Square and, and they and they, they turned on them lights when they got M C V and yep. Disney and all yep. that down there. That was it, huh? It's, <laughs> it's ready. That was it. Bring it your was kids. A rap. It's it safe. was a rap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a rap. Yeah. It was a rap. So yeah, so I definitely see it. it and you know, because I experienced that change gradually, it's not as shocking. Yeah. You know, I just think what's and, fucked and up is how how they push the people out, right? Because the people that come in, they're not. Some of them don't make as much money as some of the people that were there, but it's how they these loans they give out to these people, <laughs> how they can benefit from it. I mean. It's crazy how much they are, how racist these these um, home loans are that's going on there. Those people aren't making any more than the people that were already there. They're just look a different way. You know what I mean? And I think right, 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 absolutely. so wrong. Yeah, <laughs> horrible. Yeah, absolutely. That's predatory lending practices. Mm-hmm. But you know, one thing that people also, I, I can't, I gotta put the onus on the people too. That's true. Because in neighborhoods, in the neighborhoods, you get these notices. You do these things. If you want to maintain your neighborhood, strength is in numbers. Mm-hmm. Once the first person roll and take that check, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Yeah. Everybody has to stand their ground because mm-hmm. guess what? That money looks really good to people. It does. Especially going, you know, especially coming from, yo, I was here when they were shooting every day. And right, all this and right. Just, you know, I'm a, I, I need to be paid. For my PSCC, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I need to be paid for my trauma. So somebody always would tap out. Right. You know, my grandmother, she's in Crown Heights, and she tells me that people call her every day for her building. Like, they wow. want her, her spot. Wow. Like, they want to buy her building. Because Crown you know Heights is really coming day. up, too. I, I see that. That, that neighborhood, <laughs> man. 
Children's Museum and everything. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. They, it's on the way out. Even East New York is different. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, once they touch East New York, I'm like, <laughs> oh, man. I'm waiting for the you Rockaways. Know, I'm like, what? They got that all that beachfront? <laughs> I'm like, yo, this is yeah. going to go. <laughs> well, that's the last That's the last um, spot, actually. The um, One of the last untouched places right. was the Rockaways, man. I um, was watching that. They they do have plans and mm. uh, that's gonna go in motion. But it's that. about getting that money. Right. It's about getting that money and being able to fund the projects that they're trying to fund. So right. you know, um, New York is just an interesting case of how gentrification works. Yeah, you know, absolutely. and how <laughs> and how cities can um, turn on their own residents. You know right. what I mean? Like independence built New York. Like right. independent absolutely. businesses and shops. People wanting to do business in New York, and then you push these people out for corporations mm-hmm. that can pay a larger lease. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's where you lose independence, and that's where I feel like the city turned on its residents. Yeah, you know sure did. Man. So, so in this song, song you collaborated with Sky Zoo. How, how did how did that come about? Um, you know what? We, myself, the finest, we both um been a big fan of Sky. Uh, I think he's a dope MC, Superior MC. Yeah, Yeah, Superior MC. And um, that song, because I was talking about my early life in Brooklyn, and I I, I listen to Sky a lot, and I know that he recounts his life in Sky, you know what I mean? Right. And he's an amazing storyteller Mm -hmm. and could just bring you into a song visually. Like, people don't give him enough credit, but I feel like he's one of the best modern storytelling so. in hip hop right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's just one of the best storytellers. He makes like movies. <laughs> so Farnes um had been in contact with him before and just reached back out and um I believe he was ready to go on tour. So he was like, Yo, you know, let's get it done as soon as possible. Um we sent him the track, he sent it back in less than a week. Crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I uh, definitely appreciate Sky Sue for that. And, um, you know, the, the celebration of us and other right. body of work exactly. that he put out. So yeah, I always like Sky Zoo, man, because he, he, you know, he, yeah, he was yeah. never afraid to work with other artists. I've always noticed that, you know, he was always humble with it. Yeah, well, it's pinned in a lot of places. Man, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I respect, I respect brother and what he's doing. Yeah. And um, again, you know, when you think of the actual proof, who is the actual proof? Sky Zoo right. is another brother who chose a different route and right. he's been able to to build a viable and and, and a, a, a career that, you know, he can look back on and mm-hmm. be proud of. Because looking on as a fellow MC and as just a fan of hip-hop, I think that he's built a crazy legacy. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I like to see more artists focus on legacy like like that as opposed to you know this quantity you know right. what I'm saying like absolutely like you know what I mean yeah, yeah like more quality less of the quantity right like, yeah um, because like for example when I when I interview a lot of artists and I, I ask them like what is some of the most influ- influential artists Lauren Hill comes up a lot with that one album that's one album like how many years is that twenty years or something. And people yeah, still, yeah. that's quality, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or like Nas Illmatic. Everybody's still chasing that dragon from the Illmatic, you know what I mean? It's like 
quality right. really right. counts, man. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and authenticity as well. Right. I think that when we meet an artist and for the first time, you know, um, whether we hearing that artist or seeing them live, their energy and authenticity speaks volumes, right. you know, and, um, and, and, and that's something that's not being, uh, highlighted as much today with the internet era. Right. You know, you got a guy, a lot of guys who make good music digitally, but in person, they are low energy or <laughs> they just, they just, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I like, know exactly they just, what they just don't articulate, yeah. they don't articulate well, they yeah. not, they don't have the, the quality of what is to be an MC, which is to move the crowd yeah. per se, you know right. what I'm saying? So I look at those cats as rappers. A lot of people can make a song. Things yeah. can go viral for a multitude of reasons, but everybody can't move the crowd. Everybody can't be an MC. Everyone is not an orator. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, I, and I would, I would respectfully love if people can really take into account that hip hop and rap, are two different things, mm. and we should stop conflating the two. Mm. You know what I'm saying? What do you mean by like, that? Like, just stop conflating the two. Well, what I mean by that is hip-hop is the culture. Right, hip -hop right. Hip-hop is, you know, is, is graffiti. Oh, yeah, the boy yeah. girls you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The DJ, the MC, and then the last element, which is knowledge itself. Right. That's the culture of hip-hop. Right. love, unity, having fun. Right. You know what I'm saying? Rap is something that you do. Right, exactly. You know, it's just one of the elements. At, right. If, it's, it's one of the elements, and in fact, it's one of the final elements. That <laughs> That's came true. Along. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And the, to be quite honest, you know, the DJ is in the back, mm -hmm. but the DJ name used to come first. first. The DJ right. was was the was the show. That's right. You know what I'm saying? The MC, the MC was the hype man. That's right. You know, now we in. The, we in the point of idol worship <laughs> in, in this country because we not really we not really busting down and giving the generations that precede us the the jewels of how to really live and how right. to make this a way of life. Right. Yeah, I'm not looking for I'm not looking for twenty year old kids to have heard you know uh, the first Wu album. You know, oh, and, I know. into the thirty six. You know, I'm not expecting kids to even you know understand that but all i'm expecting everybody to do is at least pass down pass the down. elements of, right. of the culture so that so that just because you can't rhyme doesn't mean you can't participate within hip-hop if you right. can draw oh you can write you you could be an artist you know what i'm saying right. if you could dance you could be a b-boy or b-girl if exactly. you're musically inclined you might can dj or produce right. there's more to hip-hop than just emceeing and, just and i think that you know Right, right, right. You know, and, and a lot of this is clout chasing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Everybody chasing clout and and don't deserve it. So right. you know, but that's that's just my that's just my take on it. My opinion on it. I'm not an angry old guy. <laughs> no. Game for it is a place for everybody. Right. You know but, what I'm saying? But I think it's true. But I just don't like. Yeah, I don't like the conflation of hip hop and rap. Right, you know what I, mean? I think it's true. I think the more we start to understand the difference, that people start researching the elements of it and say, "Yo, I could do that too." You know what I mean? And then create new lanes. Create, you know, because hip hop is like it's a shapeshifter. You know, there's so much creativity in it that that's not being tapped back into. So I think, it, like you said, if people really understand, it's not just about rapping. 
hip hop has much more to it, we can really, really start to uh, expand. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. I I, I certainly agree, yeah. and I hope that that's something that does happen within the near future. Because I see it happening now. I see it happening right. now. There's beautiful, beautiful sparks of lyrical cats coming back into the fray. Yeah. People with a message. You know what I'm saying? Right. You look at the Kendricks, Coles, the join the Lucases of the world. Yeah, and they're you know, big too. I like that. that. Yeah. Right. That have a big platform. Mm-hmm. They have a big stage. And what they're choosing to do is actually give a message, be lyrically inclined. Right. It's it's not all one lane. They're giving you diversity. Um, and I respect that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So I'm very hopeful and um and, and optimistic about the future of of the genre. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh huh. Let's go. Now I know love is a hurting thing. Yeah. Cause without the one you love, pain is what it brings. What it brings. Your world, it is so sad. So sad. And it's the loneliest time in your life you've ever had. As you know by now, I'm not the most responsible man. I'm pursuing with my dreams, I should be more in the fam. When your life is based on defying the odds I really can't do much except but give it to God Right now in my mind Times are so hard Transition is imminent I feel I'm losing my squad Checking accounts every day Cause now rap is my job Maybe I overestimated going too hard My insecurities got me tripping today And I ain't talking about Issa Rae to you, babe And I don't ever wanna get you fed up Got me thinking illegal to get bred up Cause when I think of your smile And think of the fact that we want another Child of anxiety pals on my chest under my chain. I'm chewing up tongues, feeling numb and dumb, and sometimes like a bum one. Now I know love is a hurting thing. Yeah. Cause without the one you love, pain is what it brings. What it brings. Vices get me in trouble. My flexing and flossing, my debt just doubles. My situation right now is not that good. I wish there was a way you understood my thought process and my expensive habits. I wanna reveal my true self is really ratchet. My love for you is unconditional, but I'm a criminal at heart. I can't be this productive individual in this society. I'd rather have the notoriety of killing microphones, or maybe it's the sobriety that got me bugging out. I apologize for being an asshole at times. My mind is confined to the vision of escaping mental prison. I'm in shackles. I know dealing with my immaturity is a hassle. You've been down from the gravel up. My rider always saddle up. I owe you my life. I know you love me no matter what. Now I know love is a hurting thing. Yeah. Cause without the one you love, pain is what it brings. What it brings.
before we get to the show, I just want to say thank you for all of you out there who are supporting the show by clicking on the links and purchasing the music or the books. We appreciate you very much. And for all those who haven't and are thinking about supporting us, just go inside the show notes of each episode and click on the links to the songs or the books, and it'll take you right to where you can purchase it. And it's a win-win because you support the guests of the show, um, and we get a small commission, which then goes toward to the operations of the show. So again, for all you who have supported us, thank you so much. And for all those who are thinking about supporting us, we appreciate you as well. All right. Peace. We just played the song, Love is a Hurting Thing. What's this song about? Okay. Okay. That record record is, you know, my way of um, basically explaining to my wife Mm. You know, how I really feel about pursuing my dream and how, you know, sometimes I get consumed with the grind. Sometimes I get uh, too ambitious, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the cost is debt, the cost is, uh, you know, bills, the yeah. cost is uh, having to owe taxes, pay taxes. Yeah. So right. the cost is real things that affect me Um but I can't stay away from this art form. I can't stop, um, you know, investing everything into it because I'm so passionate about it. I've dedicated my whole life to hip-hop. So it's just, you know, explaining and, and basically telling my wife, like, yo, I appreciate you holding me down. And, How did you keep it healthy like that? To- How did you keep it? How did you keep the relationship healthy? Because, I mean, um, the, this music is a grind, you know, and... If you put all your all into it, other people can get hurt. You know what I'm saying? Well, two two things. You know, I I, I not only married my wife, I married my friend. Uh, you know, we mm-hmm. were friends first. That's the first first important thing. We friends first. Like I could tolerate my wife, and she could tolerate me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, without without having a romantic relationship. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we. We we good with each other. Right. The second thing is she's a, she's an MC. Ah, see what I'm saying? Okay. So so with her, with her also being an MC, she understands, um, you know, the grind and what goes into it. You what's, know what she, what, what's her name? She's on the album. Tiff the Kid. Oh, like, I was about to say. I was thinking <laughs> that. I was like, "Is it Tiff the Kid?" Yeah. Yo, she's dope, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. So, um. Having having her as as a partner, you know, and um, also as a, a, a measuring stick because she's a phenomenal MC herself. Yeah, um, keeps me balanced, keeps our relationship fresh. Wow, and um, you know, she she really understands like it's not about the things that people think it's about. You know, she understands that it's not about running around and and chicks and all of that. I've mm-hmm. lived, you right. know what I'm saying? I've lived my life and I've had a great life and mm-hmm. we have a great quality of life. So this is really about me um, making an honest living, doing what I love to do. You right. know what I'm saying? It's unconventional, unconventional for sure, but it's it's just, it's what, it would make sense for me and my family. So if I heard the song right, you, you going on, this is like a full-time grind for you. And, and that's really hard to do. How, how, 
how are you able to keep the confidence and optim and be optimistic pursuing it that way? You know what I'm saying? You know what? I read this article that um I forget where I read it at, but it was uh, a op ed written by Fonte. Mm. I think it was either DJ Booth or OK Player. I'm mm. not sure, mm -hmm. so let's not cite it. Because okay. <laughs> I don't want to publicate either publication. <laughs> like, yo, A Wood got it wrong. <laughs> but um, he, he was writing, like, yo, never, don't quit your day job because you begin to resent work when mm. hip hop becomes work for you. I see. And I was like, wow, that's so real. Mm -hmm. And then I actually did that. I left the day job and I'm like, yo, this grind is so real. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Whether it's, whether it's collaborators on your bread or right. invoices not being taken care of or just dealing with the rigors of the business, yeah. touring and all of that. Right. It's a lot. And um, you know, when it used to be your escape, and your release. Right. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, yeah, so um, I'm learning to deal with it. This album was a great uh, window into me trying to balance this new um, adventure and journey in life. And, and you know, it's, it's different for me. And I'm not afraid to share that with everyone. I, I want people to go on the journey. No, I, because, I, you know, I've yeah. been on this grind for like 10. So, yeah. you know, it's I, dope. It's I think dope it was that good that you right do that out there. I'm good that you do it out there about full time because there's a lot of MCs that are on the fence about that. You know, they they love the music, but they know at the same time they gotta eat. But just knowing someone like you can jump out there like that, man, that's there'd be a lot of people that will love to gain some of that wisdom, like <laughs> just to absolutely, balance that. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, and I'm always willing to share. You know, to be to be honest, it wasn't overnight. A five-year process. You yeah. Know, that what do you think is like the up. main thing? What was like the main thing you to help you survive doing this full time? Like, what had to be like assured that um, you can keep going? Consistency mm -hmm. and delivering something to your audience. Mm -hmm. Always being able to understand who your audience is and know you know, what they what their expectations are. Mm -hmm. Viewing your audience as your shareholders right. uh, and making sure that when you when you create something, look at each individual thing that you create as its own revenue stream. Mm -hmm. So when you put out an album, that's a business in itself because that album is gonna have music, video, you know, you're gonna have physical, digital, you're gonna have apparel you know what i'm saying merchandise mm -hmm. so you're gonna have all these little revenue streams that come from this one piece of art it's up to you to know how to balance it maintain it and make it available for people right. and i think that the organ is not being organized because a lot of creative people are not organized right. and structured yeah. you know you gotta have some discipline and structure or the right people around you to, to get your vision out there because there's a lot of talented cats. They just don't have the structure right. or the people around them to really get their vision out the, in the way that they um, envision it being consumed. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I think that's a great yeah. point. That's a great point because there's creativity in, uh, in just creating music, but there's also creativity in the business side of it. And trying to switch that left brain, right brain constantly, constantly like that is is definitely an art and definitely a skill, man. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a balance. It's a balance in that. It definitely takes um, patience 
and it takes getting up and really uh really looking into who are you and who are your who is your audience and what do they want from you right you know a lot of cats a lot of cats you know they might throw the dart but they missing the target every time because yeah. they're not paying enough attention and I, and I, again i give that to hip hop being or MCing being viewed as this idol worship like yo mm-hmm. i'm dope so you're supposed to love me Mm-hmm. Nah, it's about do I believe you? What do you bring to the table? Right. What is refreshing about you? What is different and unique about you? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And um, you know, every MC goes through a period of finding themselves or or mimicking things. You hear cats; they might take a cadence from somebody or a melody from somebody. You know, sometimes he take a whole line from somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But hip hop is hip hop is always pulling from. These exactly. different pockets of inspiration, yeah. you know what I mean, and and, and it's about finding yourself, right? At, finding yourself out of all of that mix, all of these inspirations that you have. What makes what makes you unique when you when you when you cook together that that pot of soup, you know right. that gumbo, you mixing it up. What is your flavor unique? You know what I'm saying. So yeah. that that's what I think is the 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 another strong point that I, I find that cats are missing. Right. You know, I don't I don't think that they pay too much attention to trying to stand out. Right. Or they doing too much to stand out and it becomes a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, which is you know, weird out Yankovic style rap. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's cool. That's cool because that that's His a genre, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Comedy has its lane, you mm-hmm. know, so I just think that the seed of hip hop music is so vast Everybody has a space. They just have to find their own. Yeah. I think kind of what you're talking about kind of goes into the song that you have in there called For the Love. A1 and Phonics, we the champions. Get off that ambient. And we do this for what? We do it all. Don't sleep. Yeah. Man, I could have been a doctor, instead I chose to be a chief rocker, part-time graph writer and pop locker. A young author did it for love, never the accolades. Always had something to say, just to set rapper blaze. Never a phase, it's in my heart, they couldn't cast away. See, I was sent from the Lord, a king back from the grave. Actual proof, the true and living, not attack the stage. Performing exorcism, so your demons getting cast away. My personal life was thinking power moves as we lay. Trying to find gigs to play, ponderous and shit to say. To elevate. You can slice a bitch and that shit can break you For innovators, the imitators will always hate you For you, I'm grateful cause I know it's the people that make you A visionary, so the doubters and trollers forsake you Time is linear, whether it's a Rolex or Seiko Like death certain from natural courses or from the Draco We do it all, we did it all Sacrificed it all for what? We do it all, yeah, we did it all ha. Sacrificed it all for who? You We do it all did it all, sacrificed it all for what? We do it all, yeah, we did it all, ha, sacrificed it all for who? You. Man, I rap over these lazy drums, battle with the crazy bums, travel the planet, rocket mics till I collapse my lungs. For the love of the crowd, sparking the loud, spewing streams of consciousness, spitting darts through the black clouds. Argue with my lady, left my newborn baby for a show, and as I look back, today that shit was crazy. 
Feel my inner thoughts, even humiliating parts I did it all for the art On my sleeve, I wear my heart I know I'm too fucking smart for this This bit of darkness No longer enough for coming up a veteran artist Flooding the market, five gold mics are never tarnished And finding speak so hard, your neck needs a harness Shining like a lack of varnish Brutally honest, purveyors of nostalgic street jazz We the hardest, sacrifice respect for the vision To be the largest, standing in line Waiting our turn, smelling the garbage huh? We do it all did it all, sacrificed it all for what? You do it all, yeah. We did it all, ha. sacrificed it all for who? You. We do it all, we did it all, sacrificed it all for what? You do it all, yeah. We did it all, ha. sacrificed it all for who? You. You said a line in there that just hit me, cause. I used to MC a little bit too, and I remember saying this myself. You said, I know I'm too smart for this. <laughs> like, why do so many? I know a lot of MCs that say that at some point in, the career, in their career. What made you say that? Well, it comes to a point where you know the odds are stacked up against you. You know that you're competing with um, firms, and when I say firms, labels and different media mm. firms that have you know, money, they have money that can has access to buy more eyes than yeah. you can afford, right. you know, through their, through their marketing machine. So knowing that the odds are against you is like going to a gunfight with a knife, you know, bringing <laughs> a knife to a gunfight. You, you know better, but you're still so passionate and enthusiastic about it. You take that chance. Mm. You roll those dice because you can't do anything else, you know, when you have that, that energy in you that says to create, it's nothing that can stop that energy. That energy is like a Mack truck. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, so... So, um, so what do you, you think know, you sacrificed the most pursuing hip-hop? Um, I sacrificed time, uh, relationships, um, you know, with different people, with friends, mm-hmm. um... You know what I mean? Like a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, right. A lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of money. Yeah. But um, mainly, mainly that time and some relationships because eventually you got to leave people behind mm-hmm. who don't want to move forward at the same pace because you have to realize that yo, this is your dream and your homies grow up. Mm-hmm. It ain't their dream and they passion no more. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got to learn to let people, you know, love you from a distance. Everybody can't ride with you all of the time. Absolutely. You know, be at all of your shows. You got to find your own lane and be cool with with that. You know what I'm saying? That's a big thing you just said because a lot of people don't move on because they don't want to leave others behind. But there's points where you grow apart and you can still be cool. You know what I mean? It all all depends on both of your mindsets. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I've had to do that. You know, mm-hmm. some of my closest friends was partners in music, you know, and they had to live lives. You know, cats got families, mm-hmm. um, kids, and, and it's different now. Right. Everybody doesn't, everybody is not in a position to, to, to do this full time. You know, life mm-hmm. is real. Right. So, you know, it ain't just because I don't make music with somebody doesn't mean that it's not still family. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, yeah. and, and, and then sometimes, some points when I was younger, 
some cats just creative differences, you move on, and it ain't cool no more. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. it just it just depends on that person and and and, and where their energy is, and even you know it depends on you and where your energy is. But I find that uh, loyalty and not being able to move on could be your biggest setback, biggest mistake ever. You know, not being able to deal with sacrifice mm -hmm. is is difficult. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because if you can't deal with sacrifices, then it ain't for you because you're going to have to pass up on a lot. Right. You know, I missed opportunities when I was younger from just not being able to sacrifice time with my friends. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I've been doing this for a very long time. And, you know, there was times I was supposed to have meetings and I wouldn't show up. It was times where yeah. I had to perform and people was watching and I'm intoxicated. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. It's just, you know, youth and inexperience and, you know, not putting a value on the what mat the business side and what mattered the most. Right. You know, was 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 my biggest um mistake and, and the sacrifice ended up being, like I said, relationships, time, money and um opportunity it seems like it seems like you 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 learning those le those lessons and you know a lot of the people who listen to this are uh, many of them upcoming artists i'm i'm hoping they're they're heeding the, the, this message you're saying because you know it's not just trying to be out there putting out the music you got to be able to try to maintain it and 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 and, right. and, and make it grow and, and and with quality and hope and hope it lasts you know what i'm saying Absolutely. And, you know, this album is like almost like a, a guidebook, in my opinion, mm. for up-and-coming artists. Mm -hmm. Everybody, I think, is an artist in themselves. And I was really talking to the younger versions of me, all of the younger heads that hit me up, that's trying to do this, you know, and have questions, questioning themselves. I'm like, yo, you know, we did it. I did it. So go out there and grind. Go <laughs> do it. You know what I'm saying? Here's what I went through along the way. Here's where I'm at right now mentally. Here's what all of these things amount to, in my opinion, from my perspective. And I hope that people can take that vibe, you know, of the advice that I'm giving through my own experience and get something from it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because yeah. one of the main things and values in this game is each one teach one. Right. You know what exactly. I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So so let's talk about some things outside of music. So when you're not pursuing music, I know that because you, you're juggling a lot. What do, what are you kind of doing to kind of just relax a little bit? Um, you know, when I'm just chilling out, man, I'm usually listening to vinyl, uh, wow. collecting some vinyl, you know what I mean? That's coming um, back, too. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that uh, medium. It's one of the greatest mediums for music. Um, you know, another thing is checking out stuff on Netflix. I oh, love yeah. the Marvel series. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like the Jessica Jones, the mm -hmm. Daredevil, you know. The last defenders, all of that. Um, so I love to do that. Checking out Legion. Oh, I need to FX. check that out. That's dope. Oh, it's dope. It's it's, it's a mind bender. Okay, but it's dope. Um, I love Atlanta. Oh yeah. Uh, love yeah. Love the NBA. So <laughs> NBA is a big thing, especially in my house. Checking out the game, <laughs> and that's kind of how I relax. I also cook. So oh, okay, you know. Um, that yeah, is relaxing. I do that, that too, man. It's relaxing, man. It really is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Love to cook, so I'm always cooking, burning up something good, man. So, I know your you wife know. like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, too, man. So, okay. you know, we just like to enjoy life. You know man, what I mean? I need to pull up. Um, you got to make me a plate. Both of y'all get down like that? <laughs> <laughs> official, official. Yeah, yeah. Has that been down? No, they know what's up. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the show's called Books Beats Beyond, so I'm always asking what books are you reading now? What articles are you reading now? Or, or what books had, like, the biggest impact on your life, if if any? All right. Cool, cool. So, um, you know, I love periodicals, um, especially that involve what I'm doing. So uh, a lot of our music is sample-based. So I'm picking up um, a Wax Poetics, like, okay, every yeah. issue. Mm-hmm. I've, been rolling, I've been rolling with that publication since the start. It's very insightful. Um, put us on to a few samples. Can't say what or how. Yeah, but, you know, yeah right. Yeah, got I got a got a lot out of the wax poetic. Oh. Um, I'm also into you know books that reflect our history. Yeah. So one of my favorite books that I would suggest everyone to read is uh, Man Child and the Promised oh, Land by book. Claude Brown. Yeah. I love that book. It's one of my favorite books. I yeah, can read it over and over again, and I, I suggest that uh, people people check that one out. Yeah. Um, one of my one of my personal favorites. So, you know, unfortunately, I'm kind of boring with things that I also read because it's always music and business related. Yeah, so you know, that's good, I'm man. Even, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm even Wax Poetic, Wired, uh, Fast Company, oh, things no. like that, yeah. you know. Yeah, you yeah, gotta keep yeah, sharp, so man. If you you full time with this, you got you gotta you know the the CEOs read all the business. You know what I mean? You gotta you gotta <laughs> right, right, right. You gotta keep sharp on that absolutely. part. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I'm I'm taking in a lot of information, yeah. um, you know, in regards to the craft right now. So that's that's pretty much yeah. what I've been absorbing. But yeah. um, if you got a suggestion on something that's you know, fiction that I could pick up to just escape. Oh, I'd be happy to check it out. Escape. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't do much escaping, man. <laughs> I'm more like it. I'm more into like the history. You know what I'm saying? Like really, okay, into okay, okay, history and stuff. But my my man w- wants me to start reading more of this Zachariah Stitchin about like uh, Anunnaki and all that. He wants me to kind of okay, okay get into that. Start reading some of that, but um. I wish I had some things for fiction for you, man. I really do. Um, I know, I've always heard, like, Douglas Brown. He was like, he, you ever hear that movie, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Right, 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 yeah, right, so right, right. He, he's sci-fi, and it's, it's kind of funny. So it, it kind of gives you a, a mindscape. Or maybe some Octavia Butler, that big um, okay. African-American female sci-fi artist. Dope stuff, yo. Yes, yes. I'm very I'm very familiar with her work. That's what's up. Yeah. I definitely, definitely check check um some of her stuff out too. Yeah. That's dope. And if you into um cultural anthropology, man, um Jared Diamond is really dope. Guns oh yeah. And steel. Yeah. And the um third chimpanzee yeah. are both um third on chimpanzee, my okay. Read list. I need to look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely check that out. More um, again, evolutionary cultural cultural anthropology type reads yeah. that really tap into you know um, uh, origin origin of man and yeah. you know uh, yeah the way the earth was populated. It's a real dope dope read. Now, right? if you are you uh, do you kind of read some of that kind of stuff too? I think you do. If you really want to like get into like really African history, Doctor um, Joseph Ben. 
uh his stuff like black man in the now valley stuff like that yo they go in wow yeah okay. you okay. they do i mean i learned so much from his his readings man um it's just it's well just, yo it's good to have it on the shelf please send me send me that name and send me that link Absolutely. because i'm gonna be picking up I definitely need to pick something up. I'm gonna be on a plane a lot <laughs> in the oh, yeah. next couple of weeks. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm definitely gonna need something to read because I think I'm gonna spend more time in airports than <laughs> on on land yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a few. Yeah. So it's gonna be a grind, man. So let me let me ask you this: what what three albums and or songs had the biggest influence on shaping who you are today? Mm. I would definitely um, say that Illmatic is mm. one mm-hmm. uh, album. I heard that when I was uh, 14, 13, 14 years old. I to listen to that with my um, pops, my uncles. Oh, wow. And, you know, for that 45 minutes, we were all silent. Right? <laughs> all, like, wow. Yo, I know, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I would say the other two was um, One For All. My brand new being. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, my father gave me that album when I was like 11, 10, 11 years old. And the uh, uh, next album that I got around the same time was uh, The Low End Theory oh, by yeah. Tri Called yeah. Quest. Yeah. And I think that when you mesh all of those three um, styles of emceeing, the style of music, the content, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's the jazz from Tribe, yeah. um, the, the the knowledge itself yeah. from... Um, Brand new being in the street, you know, poetry from the Illmatic Nas. Right. That, you know, is really who, who I am Absolutely. and what built me yeah. as an MC. You know what I mean? So those three albums are very, very valuable Man, and important. Those uh, are some dope yeah. albums right there. Yeah, you could sit down and not move for like four hours. That's some dope Absolutely. music right there. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I learned I learned a lot about music, um, about hip hop through those albums. Mm-hmm. Um and they, again they just they just really, really resonated with who I who I am. It resonated with my energy and personality and um they really helped shape me to the M C that I am today. So, mm-hmm. you know, much respect to the to the brothers who created those Right. Awesome bodies of work. Absolutely. So what more do you think that you can contribute to today's hip-hop culture? Um, what i like to contribute is my oral history, mm-hmm. um, my perspective on hip-hop. Um, you know, I w- would like to get into more academic spaces and discussing the art form and possibly teaching right, younger people about, yeah. the, about the culture itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, just lending a hand wherever I can to keep it alive because as long as the genre is thriving and there's youthful energy because hip-hop is the energy of youthful rebellion, mm-hmm. you know, peaceful youthful rebellion, mm-hmm. I, feel it, I feel like I can always contribute and enjoy this genre. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, without, without, without manicuring, without nursing, pruning some weeds back and, you know, just, just, adding maintenance, any any vessel, any machine is going to fail. So maintenance, from my perspective, is education right. and really schooling schooling the next generation on the principles and the foundations of hip-hop culture, not just the music, but the culture itself. Right. I think, I think you'll do that with ease, 
just knowing the history of it, what you experienced growing up in it, um, um, just just doing this full time, the grind of it. I think you got a lot that you could teach teach the the next generation. And I uh, just want to say, A one, thank you so much for being on Book Speaks and Beyond. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Thank you, thank you, and keep in touch. If you want to purchase any of the music, I've included links in the show notes. Or you could just go to booksbeatsandbeyond.com. And, you know, what's cool is by clicking on the links, you support the guests, the music artists, and uh, we get a small commission, which is no extra cost to you, which we will then put toward the operations of this show. Um, and also, please click on the iTunes link to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And if you do this stuff already, just want to say thank you so much for your support. Remember, let's read, listen, explore. <laughs>